gentlemen welcome back to the drill with dr brady podcast we got a special guest uh with us today he is the uh first second time guest besides lol um uh we have a comedian stand-up comedian andrew rivers with us andrew say hello to everybody hello everybody how you doing man i'm great how are you See, I'm doing pretty good. It's been fun. Yeah, it's been, been, been a crazy couple of months. I've been watching your career from uh, afar. I like it. Yeah. That's where I prefer you would stay. So, listen, right now, if you guys don't know who Andrew Rivers is, uh, you, you see, you have a very popular dry bar special, yeah. Yeah. right? Yep. Couple million views. Couple million views. I mean, it's, yeah. it's interesting Same. because Facebook, if you count all the videos together, it's like 20 million views. But there's some uh, there's reason to believe that Facebook inflated that count. So some kind of uh, count fraud is that what you're saying? Yeah, there's some kind of fraudulent. Stop, stop the count. <laughs> stop vote. So, <laughs> the the mail-in ballots came in. Are there uh, mail-in viewings? Yeah, is that yeah, what's yeah, happening yeah. here? Well, every time Dang. someone watches my video, I'm mailing it in. But uh, <laughs> what happened actually in early whatever it was, 2017 or 2016 or 2018, the the algorithm was getting real. Uh, Facebook was trying to compete with YouTube for for a piece of the pie, some okay. video slice. And so uh, it seems like their view counts were way higher. And so a company, I think it was Funny or Die, or one of these online companies moved their whole thing to Facebook because they're like, we're getting way more views over here. We'll sign okay. an exclusive deal with Facebook. Yeah. And then... A year later, all the views went way back to reality, and Facebook was like, oh, sorry, we lied to get you over here. Oh. And then, uh, so, but there are, I mean, genuinely, there's probably a couple million, so that's all I say. You know? we, we've all gotten Zuckerberg, Zuckerberg to, sure, to some sure. extent. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're all getting But, Zuckerberg. I mean, if there's a hot girl at a bar, it's 20 million. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's <laughs> so right. I'm 20. trying to impress somebody. I'm like, oh, 20, probably 25 by now. <laughs> Count. So many. Okay, but uh, seriously though, the go. point is, I'm very famous, it, and uh, you are. Me. No, listen, you are very funny. You are one of my favorite comics. <laughs> Thank you, to be honest, and I I've really never even you. seen you live. All right. So I need to do that at well, some point. Someday. So I've only went to one comedy show. During... Every time I come to town, you're leaving. I know. I know. But, uh, you, I mean, you missed. You, you, you came to helium. You haven't missed a, the helium shows. Kind of sucked because it was a fire weekend and. Uh, so it was riots, fires, oh. and viruses. Oh, my. Yeah, was, that was a crazy week. Uh, that's so the weekend like, I bailed, you know, too. There was like 20, 20 people in a, in a I show. Went to, uh, I went to North Idaho yeah. during that weekend Good and time. tried to escape the fire. Did, and it, I, did it reach you? For one day, it was like beautiful Clear. skies. Oh. We were at a Ponderay River with my family, and it nice. was beautiful. And then uh, the next day, socked in smoke. Oh. Just, <laughs> so it was like crap. Bummer. Super terrible. Yeah. But ladies and gentlemen, go follow Andrew Rivers. Uh, you have YouTube, YouTube content, uh, Instagram. Instagram. Andrew J. Rivers is uh, the username for everything. TikTok. I just started trying to get on. You got to follow these apps. The man, all the apps change. Are you on Parlor yet? No, you know that's the new thing, dude. I think. I, think um, I set up a Parlor account for Drill Podcast. Have you? Yeah, I only did it to like just to see what is going on. You want to know why I did it? Because there are certain people whose podcast I want to try to get on. Sure. And I'm thinking, if they're paying attention to Parlor right now, 
Maybe they're looking at their DMs. Absolutely. And I'm thinking... Find them where they're not inundated. Yeah. So I was like, I'll go to Parlor and try to see if I can connect with somebody. Yeah. I don't care about censorship too much. I mean, a little bit, I do. I mean, a little bit, but a also, bit. like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I probably say things that aren't true a lot. I probably should be censored a little bit. Uh, we all need that a little bit, right? Uh, there's got to be some responsibility on individuals. Yeah. I haven't to, uh, I haven't done my podcast yet on... Uh, on the moon landing, but I'm I'm pretty sure that never happened. Are you serious? Totally serious. Okay. Totally serious. I don't think the moon landing happened. I went to space camp, so uh <laughs> sure you did. <laughs> that's that's part I mean, of NASA's that's NASA's where they plan. filmed the moon moon that's, landing. That's where the indoctrination happens. Yeah, I bet. Right? I'm uh I'm open to it. Uh, you know, here's the thing. I'll get into it a little bit. I just think okay, there's some super suspicious things. For example, one of the reasons given for why we haven't gone back, NASA claims that we've lost the technology to do it, that we had it, and now it's gone. And so you can't just easily go back. A lot of the, so one of my big questions is, why haven't we gone back? Let me ask you did this. Did they just, like, lose the blueprint to the Apollo thing? Or did they go, ah, we that burned into Apollo <laughs> 1. We put the blueprints in the spaceship. What are, what are we doing? Right, right. All right so. Uh, I don't know. That's got to be a more vague answer than they probably, I mean, I bet they don't have, like, the funds to necessarily, but I also think it's probably not a huge priority to be like, hey, let's go get some fucking rocks. Like, Yeah, well, here's what I would think. It's 250,000 miles away yeah. from the Earth. Yeah. Uh, you know, we have satellites and observation uh, observation, uh, sure. things, satellites going around yeah. the Earth. Yeah. There's information that we get from that that seems valuable. I'm not smart enough to know exactly what yeah. that is, yeah, but it's yeah. like, yeah, that makes sense. Put something in the earth, have yeah. it rotate around, and we see things, and <laughs> yeah, that's probably yeah. good for us. I can navigate to your house within Yeah, a, more a, data points. I like that. Yeah. It just seems like, also, if you ever wanted to, like, occupy Mars, it seems like maybe learn how to occupy the moon first, because it's quicker, it's easier, less gas to get there. Sure. I know I'm <laughs> simplifying everything <laughs> yeah, here, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I have some major questions about why we haven't gone back. I think it's suspicious. Uh, I mean, there's a whole lot of things. One thing is uh, NASA's, about 15% of NASA astronauts died. Maybe once the Earth blows up, the moon is more vulnerable, you know? Like, once we ruin the Earth, the moon rotation, goes. maybe the moon goes into fucking space somewhere. Yeah, and then it um, turns green, and there's lakes and <laughs> oceans. I don't know, maybe. I don't know. That'd <laughs> be knows? cool, man. Who knows how any of this stuff works? Right. So, the NASA astronauts before Apollo... You trust a book? It's fake news. No, totally fake news. <laughs> no, books are no good. <laughs> books are no good. That's how they get you, dude. Yeah, on. Yeah. So anyway, there's a lot. Of, I can get into a lot of things sure, about the sure. moon landing. But I just think, like, it's uh, it's a little silly that other countries haven't gotten there. Like, we got there, and it's like, oh, race is over. Everyone gave up. And now Russia's <laughs> like, oh, shit. We, uh, <laughs> yeah. Americans already did it. Why would Why we do we that? We wasted all this uh, technology okay, on nothing. China, Japan. No one's like, oh, we want our flag there, too. That's that's a fun one. I'll, I'll take that as a okay. So these are just questions, yeah, I like right? That. Why I like hasn't that. anybody yeah. else been like? So we dropped it. We like we don't know how to do it anymore, or we don't want to do it anymore. Whatever. We got there first. We won the race. You idiots can go. You know, it's try still, hard. Still pride in second place. I would think so. Even just you know, just getting to the moon. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I do entertain the possibility that something was found on the moon that was concerning enough that we didn't go back f out of fear possibly also we did it like 15 times or whatever not 15 uh, we did I, it like four or five times definitely right? definitely yeah, yeah. all during the nixon administration 
which is also suspicious. Ooh. Never during anybody else's administration, only under Nixon. Okay. So Hide those tapes, uh, go to the moon, bury the, bury the tapes on the moon. Yeah. Um, we had motivation because 15% of astronauts died between 1960 and 1969 when we went to the moon. 15% of them died in like rocket related accidents. Yeah. Wow. So here's the thing. I didn't even think about that. They, they throw these rockets up in the air and these astronauts die because they explode. Right. Mm-hmm. That happened. That's like, that's not even debatable. That's not like a debatable point that that actually occurred. My dad was getting a vasectomy on the day the challenger <laughs> blew up. That's like one of his, oh, wow. his favorite stories. <laughs> and he was like, I hope this doctor is not. Does like, he uh, think, does he think he caused it? I no, I don't. His vasectomy caused that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was butterfly, the wire. Af- butterfly yeah, effect. Yeah, yeah, the wire to his testicles uh, actually heated the solid rocket boosters, and no Ex- one, no one double checked it. Listen, that story checks out to me. <laughs> so here's Hope the other got thing: steady hands, you know. So they launch. Okay, so 1969, they set off on Apollo 11. That's the first moon landing, right? They uh, launch. They land. They get out, they do a bunch of things, they drive around, and they play golf, and they bounce around, they do things. They get back in the lunar module, and then they launch back off of the moon to hit back Earth, and they pull it off their first try, no problem. It just seems like a mathematical impossibility that that, when they had so many rocket explosions just trying to get into out of the atmosphere... You got to blow up a few rockets to make a moon landing. You know what I mean? Certainly. I'm open to that. <laughs> Break but, uh, a few eggs to make an omelet. Yeah. Well, they did circle it one time before going down. I think. I mean, they, they definitely took it step by step, logically. I, I do like the idea of, like, why didn't you, I mean, we went a couple times and no one else even bothered with it. Right. That seems a little suspicious. Yeah, because well, they were killing astronauts, too. Other countries, the astronauts were dying. And then they didn't even get a moon landing out of it. And they didn't get it out of it. So it seemed like, hey, America, we got to hit pay dirt because we yeah. got to we gotta, we we gotta justify the money we spend to NASA. We don't want dead American astronauts to be part of something that's like an impossibility. Hey, we just messed up. We actually can't go to the moon. It's impossible. <laughs> sorry that your... Whoops. <laughs> sorry that your husband died and your children's father's dead. Yeah, yeah. Because we launched him in a rocket. And he exploded. Yeah. So there was a lot of motivation there. And uh, it just seems like, and I'm open to the idea, like, maybe we did land on the moon. But I just feel like if I was a betting man, I'd be like, no, I don't think it happened. All right. I don't think it happened. So I like it. when Elon Musk talks about going to Mars, I'm like, we'll see. Yeah, yeah. I'm not claiming to be smarter than Elon Musk. I'm just like, go to the moon first. Sure. Just baby step that, dude. <laughs> just try to get it. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, that makes sense to me. Also, like... Converted. Glad. Uh, gotcha. The cars, like, you know, the the car technology is certainly great. Uh, <laughs> and yeah. also, uh, you're building rockets and, and this is still the best you can do, kind of? Like, I don't know. It seems like, sometimes it's like the iPhone comes out. Well, it can't out, be a combustible like, engine. It has to be some kind of electric right, go-kart yeah. type of thing that they have up there. Because it can't be, it cannot be a combustible engine up there. So, you know, there's a lot of questions about yeah. that. I'm uh, with you. That's, uh, I, I'm, 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 I'm team, uh, I've moved from probably happened to I've got some questions now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'd love to talk to Japan. Be like, what's up, guys? What do you, what or do you Russia. Mean? Be yeah. like, you punks, like, just going to let us take this? Like, yeah. I don't know, man. There seems like there's... There's some, oh, here's the other Waste thing, too. time, maybe. Let me ask you this. If I gave you the astronaut spacesuit, okay, if I gave one to you and I said, Andrew, put this on for a second, 
You're going to put the astronaut spacesuit on. Here's an oven that you can walk into. I'm going to set it for 200, uh, you know, whatever, 400 degrees. Yeah. And then I'm going to also turn it to like negative 400. Would you put that on and go into that oven? I'm going to say no. For like, you know, what's what's the catch? Like, are you offering to see if me the, to see if the suit works? I don't <laughs> I'll think let someone else test. I mean, if you're gonna go for a million dollars or whatever, yeah, yeah, you know, if you, you know, I mean, it's, it's pretty pretty nice house for a dentist here, but oh, thank uh, you. Uh, you know, I uh, I don't know what your bu- big briefcase full of money, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't I don't if it's just for giggles, I'll be like, hey, I'll let someone else be the the crash dummy, yeah. but. Um, but I think I I mean I believe that I believe they can make a spacesuit that'll withstand that probably. But uh, yeah, I would just say I'd like to see that. We could recreate that on Earth very easily. Sure. And I've never seen that recreated, and I feel like that would be an easy thing. And I would think like they must have done that before. They must have put a human being inside the suit, shoved them in an oven, and made sure that you can survive and bounce around and be okay. I would think. That was something that was simulated on Earth. We before see crash the- test dummies in cars for the All National the Highway Institute of Safety. What a, is there like a? Yeah. How do we not have an astronaut uh, exposure kind of a? Yeah. Well, I have one solution to why that doesn't exist. Because it was fake. Because it's impossible. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> you can't create a suit that can create that can withstand. There's no material on Earth. That can actually do that and protect a human being inside. So now we're getting into like all rockets are fake. No, I believe in the space station. But not the spacewalks. No, I believe in that. I believe in that. Wait, where's the, where is the, wait, tell me what, why do you, why <laughs> well, are you looking in, at me like I'm contradicting the, myself? They're in the spacesuit. So wouldn't the spacesuit. Oh, I see what you're saying. In the, mm-hmm. When they're fixing the solar panels. Okay, see, this is where I'm saying I'm reasonable. Yeah. I, I, I listen to them and be like, that makes sense. I mean, if they can work on solar panels, it's got to be, what, what's the space? What's the temperature of space? Like negative eight I, billion? Whatever. I have no idea. Nothing. Yeah. I don't. I have no idea. Yeah. But I know the. Pretty cold. When the moon, when the sun hits the moon, there's parts of the moon that get hot, and right. the parts of the moon that get. So right. what, I, what you hear, what you read about, right, uh, is there. It's super hot and it's super cold. It's like a swing of like four hundred degrees. So the suit has to be able to withstand, or unless they like go to less, like maybe they can control it so they only went to the dark side of the moon. Minus four hundred fifty-four. Point seven five degrees Fahrenheit. That seems really cold. I don't even understand how cold that is. That seems really cold. Minus two seventy Celsius. That seems pretty chilly. Yeah. Did you did you look up how hot it has to, it can get? How hot can space? I don't think space gets hot. I think like the, the moon surface, gets yeah, yeah the surface of the moon gets hot. Let's that, see that that gets that gets uh cooked up. Moon surface. And by the way, I'm not even getting into You're right. Okay. I'm I'm not even getting into the footage of the moon landing. <laughs> And all the, like, weird things about the footage of it. So it varies between 260 and negative 280, basically. 260 degrees Fahrenheit? Yeah. Okay, so that's like enough. So I can understand that temperature. When the sun is out. Yeah. And then when the sun goes down, temperatures drop to minus. It's like two Las Vegases, basically. Yeah. Yeah. So I can see that. I mean, if they can get a, a, a race suit that'll... Maybe be fire retardant and uh I mean I don't know. I think the spacesuit thing's possible. Yeah. Okay. I uh I like the idea of like how come no one else is even no one even did a flyby just to be like, hey, what are what the it seems you know. Well here's the other it thing. Seems too. like a big nationalist like 
go America or go Japan or whatever. You know, the moon is 250,000. The moon is 250,000 miles away. Yeah. And apart from that distance, the distance we've gone since then is like no more than like 10 miles away from Earth. Right? Manned, right, yeah, yeah. So that's a huge difference. 10 miles versus 250,000 miles right, away. Right, right, So the idea that we did this long distance type of thing, unimaginable distance. I mean, 250,000 miles away is insane. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the idea that we haven't gone further than about 10 miles. So, yeah. Well, I just think there's nothing, there's not necessarily anything in between. It's not like we can sightsee on the way there and pick up some other... Uh... There's some radiation belts that you could, like, test to make sure you can, like, get through. That's another... A lot of people... I I actually have been convinced that the radiation belts are probably a way... There's a way to navigate it, but there's something called the Van Allen radiation belts. And the Van Allen radiation belts, basically, a lot of naysayers and moon landings say you can't penetrate these radiation belts. You can't... There's no... Uh, unless the spaceship was was made of complete, like, lead. Sure. Because the radiation would go through and it would you would die like almost instantly because yeah. the levels of radiation are so intense. I can see that. But there are thinner layers. I heard I heard an explanation that I feel like is plausible enough that there's layers. Is there space like a is there like a highway of space? You know, like there's so shipping kind of, lanes. That's kind of the way the yeah. Van Allen belts. Okay. There are ways to navigate through it to minimize that exposure. And to eliminate that exposure, but you do it's it's threading a needle. So it's okay. a diff, it's the whole thing is like you just can't seems tough. You just can't drive to the moon. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. got there's a way. Okay. There's a time frame. There's a there's a. But like, didn't uh, was it we, we Apollo uh, Apollo eleven Apollo thirteen? Yeah, they they didn't have any. That's the one that Tom Hanks went on. Yeah, yeah. and they didn't <laughs> and they didn't have any before he got COVID. They lost thrust, <laughs> but he faked the COVID. But. Uh, um, Obviously, to cover up the sex ring, he's absolutely. Come on, everyone knows that. Everyone knows that. <laughs> Follow the money. It's common knowledge, dude. Jeez. So I mean, I thought you were going to get into conspiracy theories here, not just right. facts. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but didn't they lose engines on the way back, and they were sort of gliding? Didn't because they boomeranged around the moon. I don't remember enough about the movie, but they boomeranged around the moon. Maybe they did have power, but I mean, I guess I was thinking like, how can they steer it, or I don't know. But they had to, like uh, sling, like some kind of like gravity slingshot. Decided to n- just not put that in the movie because it's too complicated. I'll tell you right now, I'm not the smartest person alive. <laughs> okay. I don't know that I oh, know all the oh, things. I was worried, that, but I th- I took very simple things. <laughs> I was worried for the rest of humanity. Right, <laughs> I take very simple things, and I'm like, it doesn't make sense to me. I like that. You know, we put a lot of money into NASA. I tell you, you got a good point on the why is no one else been there. Yeah, that's the question. I I heard Joe Rogan ask that question to Neil deGrasse Tyson. And Neil deGrasse Tyson said, this bothered me. It actually made me lose a little respect for, for Neil deGrasse Tyson oh, because man. he was like, he was like, what for? There's no point. And I'm like, you're a scientist who bases your whole life on observing. And you have this vantage point yeah. that you can observe our entire planet yeah. from a very solid vantage point that we have been to supposedly five or six times. Yeah, yeah. We've set up you know, lunar modules there, and we, we drove around on a car. Yeah. And you can't set up a base where, like, you have constant monitoring, and there, there's no... We have... Why, why do we have a Hubble telescope? Why... Don't you think you could build a telescope and being 250 miles out, you could see more distance, you could get more information, you could have yeah, it be one a... one is, like, a... You know, the, the lack of atmosphere sort of doesn't really protect it from smaller, you know, rocks hitting it and stuff like that. I mean, the, the, the plausibility a, of, like... Building a base there seems crazy to me, but the probability of like 
the simple fact of like, there's nothing left to study. Oh, five trips, you got it all figured out. That, cool. And that's kind you of the, just found water yesterday. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. So I also do think like the idea, and I like this idea a lot, that there's some kind of a alien race that lives there. Oh. And we ran into them and got a stern talking to. Okay. And asked not to return. Okay. And then that was too scary for an American public to understand. So that was kept a secret. I like that theory. I, I believe like that. that's, listen, I'm all about plausibility. Yeah. That's a plausible theory. Sure. Lizard people. That would be fun. Lizard alien people live on the moon said, please don't come back anymore. Tom Hanks. <laughs> <laughs> Your cars are not eco-friendly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and we don't want to deal with that. So just leave those alone. Wouldn't they, uh, wouldn't, uh, wouldn't they accidentally expose themselves or are they just so advanced that, uh. I mean, there's a lot of people who think lizard people live among us. Right? I don't, you know, yeah. probably. Well, um, let's talk. Uh, <laughs> Not right. Okay, so we've gone down to. And some... we've lost all of the listeners. <laughs> right, right. Uh, we can I've, talk about what we actually I've left little hints about my moon landing theory. People think I'm joking, but they're actually like, my wife's like, don't get him started because. <laughs> It'll be like, oh no, he's serious. He does we'll not do a think. Whole it, moon landing podcast. Doesn't think he ha- I don't think it happened. I think now, it's now silly. you guys are able to disagree friendly on that. Me and my wife. Yeah. Sure. You guys are able to still work out your marriage. It doesn't get in the way. Well, I, I will be like, listen, honey, here's some facts, and she'll be like, I don't even want to hear it. Yeah. Don't even. I don't care. Like, I just think it's stupid. So it's hard to have a conversation when it's like someone who wants to throw out a. I disagree with you, yeah, and then doesn't really want to talk Before about. Before you don't even, not even interested in entertaining. Yeah, I kind of like that too, though. Okay. Yeah, it's yeah. like it makes it easy to be like, it's fine, we disagree. <laughs> she knows I'm right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. She doesn't want. <laughs> she doesn't want to try to argue. She, she's afraid of the facts. That's the problem. <laughs> she's just afraid of the facts. I mean, I think we need a little unity. You know what I mean? In, in America and uh, in general, in the population, we need to Dude. disagree politely and go, they're wrong, but uh, that's okay with me. Maybe. Yeah, why do you think that people, I mean, like, it's so crazy to me that everyone seems, not everyone. Sure. But there's just a lot of people who seem like, I need everyone to agree with me. I need you to believe the same thing that I believe. We need to have businesses believe the same thing. We need institutions to all believe the same thing. And then individuals and schools and and all those kind of things. And it's just like... Man, there's just so many people in the United States in so many areas, and it's just like it's, it's tough. It's not going to work out if you believe that way. I saw a little clip of um, a teacher and parent phone call. It was kind of circulating on Twitter, and it could have been fake. Who knows? Whatever. But uh, yeah, which one? I've seen a few of those too. There was a a she sent um, the the kid home, or no? She they colored in the electoral map in uh, in a school or whatever over Zoom class, and it was a big. Uh, <clears throat> Why did you color those states blue? They're gray. The lawsuits are still going on. <laughs> All I see on a One America News Network and blah blah. And the teacher was a little overwhelmed and like, "I'm sorry, I didn't know. I don't know. It's just that's Google. It's what it, that's what it says." Oh. yelling at each other. And, oh, uh, see, I've seen opposite. Here's the thing: we probably live in different echo chambers on our sure. on our Facebook. Feed, I have and so many so different. Sh- yeah, I have so many different chambers that because I got the bomb shelter guy and yeah, some of the shit he retweets and uh, yeah. I have to hide him every couple months just because I'm like I need a break over here. <laughs> and I also like there's this weird guy that um, just like it just I love like weird people that just develop like a role. I get I don't know how to explain it, but like some random guy. Yeah, he just decided that 
He's going to graph the COVID charts every single day for King County, where he lives in Seattle, you know, and, and uh, he had no experience. He's like, I'm going to take their numbers. I'm going to watch it every day and I'm going to plot it. And, and, uh, I just started following him because I was like, oh, this is actually like a use. He does it a little better and easier graphic. And, yeah, you know, yeah. but then like he starts, oh, the CIA killed bin Laden and the Team <laughs> six. And you're like, wait, this guy is like that guy. And, oh, and uh, that and took the wind out of your sails a, a little, little bit. bit, you know, totally. but I but I also don't unfollow him because I'm like. I need to see what the crazies are talking about so I know what to be prepared for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So even though you disagree with them, you follow them. I haven't done Well, I like think, that. I, yeah. you know, we... Like, I want to know what yeah. they're saying. Yeah. I don't know how this uh, relates yet, but, like, I had... Because my, uh, my dad was on the radio, I got to meet all these weird people. Or my dad was friends with this brain scientist. Okay. And uh, this guy wrote a book called Brain Rules and, like... Um, we would sit down and have lunch with him every year or whatever. And one day my dad invited me to sit with this brain guy and, and we were talking about war in general. Cause he was working on like a PTSD, uh, that was like his new book that he's working on. And, um, and we were kind of like, well, how do we stop war? Like how do we, like the basic idea of like humans fighting each other over stupid Stuff and he said a thing, and I'll never forget it. He said, You have to forgive people who don't deserve it. Mm. And that really, like, you know, every time I'm like getting in a thing, I just kind of try to back off and go, like, and even in, even in like traffic, you know, someone cuts you off, and and it's like, you know, they maybe their dog is dying and they're running to the hospital. Like, yeah. just, just try to like give them some space. And uh, this girl I was like flirting with, nothing crazy, but like, you know, just chatting a little bit and seeing whatever happened. And, but she was a right-wing lady, and so every time I posted a Trump joke, she would send me, like, six paragraphs about how socialism is ruining America and blah, blah. And I'd be like, what are you? You're insane. Just a joke. Yeah, I'm just yeah. being a dumbass. And then yeah. she would go, uh, you know, finally she sent this long, like, two weeks ago email that was like, it's a shame that politics can divide us like this. And I was like, I'm still trying to have sex with you. I <laughs> Well, I'll fuck a Trump supporter. I'll fuck a Joe Jorgensen supporter. <laughs> I fuck Joe Jorgensen. I'm not even sure if that's a man or a woman at this point. But uh, you listen, know. she was the most qualified candidate. Absolutely, I I believe, and I'll argue, <laughs> she was the most qualified presidential candidate on the ballots sure. in all 50 states. Sure, uh, Kanye West, if he was on all 50 state ballots, he might have been in the running it's for a tough that. Call, yeah. I listened to a few of her. She did some podcasts on some podcasts I listened to, and I thought she's interesting. I'm all, sure. You know, I'm super libertarian, yeah. kind of for the most part, yeah. not like a hundred percent. Um, but I did. I listen. Let's talk about Oregon because Oregon appears, you know, there there was a war on drugs, and it appears that the drugs have won. <laughs> right? Yeah, drugs won. The drugs won the war the on drugs. Drugs won the war on drugs. So in Oregon, you have all these uh, decriminalization. That seems like that's going to happen. The libertarian in me is like, awesome, great. More money. Yeah. Because there's more money wasted on that kind of stuff. What they did, for those who don't know, what you'll hear in the headlines is Oregon just uh, legalized, legalized heroin. Yeah, yeah. Or meth yeah. or cocaine. What actually happened is that they decriminalized uh, small amounts of possession. So you're not going to go to jail anymore and get your life for having a ruined bag, yeah. for having a, a small amount of these of these drugs. Right. Um, you might get some treatment, mandated court-mandated treatment type of things, but... 
you know, obviously, Jay- they, do they confiscate even the drugs at all? Or no, probably not, because it's not even it's not illegal to have the drugs anymore. I, so I think that that's how the sense. cops make their money, dude. And then selling it back right, to right. How are the, the cops? Dealers? How are yeah. the cops supposed to make a living, dude? If they can't steal your drugs and sell them or use them? <sighs> Listen, I don't know. I don't know all the rules. I just think it's interesting because I think. Uh, but they did legalize mushrooms. They legalized mushrooms, the difference of, like, yes. you can now somehow, eventually, not now, but get it. Dude, mushrooms are interesting, because you're friends with Shane Moss. Yeah. So I had Shane Moss on the podcast, and I, I'm friendly with him. I think that's who him. introduced me to you, I think. Probably. Right? Yeah, yeah. Like, hey, there's this weird dentist who will yeah, yeah. put you on nitrous yeah. and uh, yeah. interview you. Go yeah. check him out. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, great guy. I did mushrooms with Shane, actually. Oh, did you? That was my first time. Yeah, so I he, felt like if you're gonna pick a guy to do drugs with, he's the safest. That's a good guy to do drugs he's with. He's been on everything. He'll know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he hadn't been on nitrous though. Right. So when I had him on to do nitrous yeah. in my office yeah. with our that was the our, first time. our thing, yeah, I was like, "How did we find a drug that you've never done?" <laughs> well, That's, it's uh, not accessible, and uh, it's not too, it's not terribly accessible. And I don't think most dentists just offer it up. <laughs> Hey, you want to get gassed? There's a a price tag for that. Yeah. Uh, Oh, speaking of, uh, let's play this because I want people get a. uh, I want people to get a taste of your comedy. Okay. So I have. So what? What happened is that Andrew came to my office and we do these. We still do these every now and then. We don't do them very much anymore. Hard with the. There's no comedians coming through. Very often. So it was really easy with the comedy clubs here, where comedian. I find out who's coming through and I try to like DM and say, hey. Do you want to do nitrous? Yeah. So what I like to do is I like to get comedians on nitrous hey, oxide. Do you like drugs? <laughs> which is usually a resounding yes from comedians. Yeah. They're usually like very like, I'm actually, yeah, I'm down yeah, with that. Down with it sounds great, yeah, actually. Yeah, yeah. And they tell all their friends. And Andrew did a bit about it in one of his uh, stand-ups. So I'm going to play this really quick. It's a minute. It's two minutes. So check this out. It's a little taste of Andrew Rivers' comedy talking about how, uh, how we met. I got some dental surgery recently. I've been insecure about my teeth my whole life. I've always had giant gums and very small teeth, which is not the look you're putting in magazines. But uh, a couple months ago, a friend of mine goes, there's this dentist in Portland that will give you free surgery if you do his podcast. I'm like, yeah, that sounds real Craigslist to me. <laughs> Considering my health insurance is through GoFundMe, at this point, I don't know. What else I'm supposed to do? So I drove down to Portland, and it's a real podcast, turns out. Uh, he's a real dentist, also. That's important. <laughs> Not a real dentist, but that podcast was fire. You know, it's, it's, it's a really cool guy. You just get in his van, in his alley, and... and uh, it's a real thing. It's called Drilled Podcast. You can look it up. And uh, his whole premise is that he gets comedians high on laughing gas. And then he interviews them. <laughs> I don't know if it's legal, actually. I don't know. It's it is. Like, I'm it in is. dentist school. That's not cool. <laughs> Allegedly, this is a real thing. Um, but he did the surgery for free, and it's great. And I, I'm very happy with how my teeth turned out. But it's been six months, and none of my friends have noticed. No one has said anything. Which means that's like kind of crazy, right? I've been insecure my whole life about this thing that no one gave a shit about the whole time. But that's like a nice like life lesson to be like, it doesn't really matter when you look, it's how you feel. On the inside. So I'm getting my tits done next week. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think I got a van for that also. Um, yeah. Good stuff, thanks. Dude, you. it's so good. It's a fun joke. Have you, um, and, and audiences... 
like it. It's good, it's good, good material. Good material. I'm glad I could be of service. It's a to great. You. It's a fun story because it's all true. It's it's, it's a wacky. You know, a lot of my. I just try to open a joke with like a a premise that is intriguing enough to have them care. You yeah. Know what I mean? So like, hey, there's this dentist that'll give you yeah. free surgery. What the fuck? You yeah. know what I mean? Or just like I've been insecure about my teeth and giant gums. That's not what they're putting in magazines. Sometimes that line sometimes the lines, you know, don't hit as well as you want them to, but but uh <sighs> Dude, here's a, have you seen the movie um, Free Solo Mm-mm. with uh, the guy who free soloed El Capitan Yosemite? Nope. Oh, dude, you got to see that. Okay. First of all, it's the most amazing athletic accomplishment in all human history. So free soloing means he's climbing without ropes. Right, right. Okay. So he climbs El Capitan, which is 3,000 foot face. I mean, it's three hours of climbing for him, which takes a normal human being like two days to climb. He's an insane human being. But... When you watch that movie, he mapped out that route. Right. Every step. He had notebooks and notebooks for every 10 feet and every 3 feet and every 2 feet of this route. He would know exactly. I mean, he was so... That sounds so cool. He's so intimately knowledgeable about this route that he could do it in his sleep. And to do it without ropes, right. that's what you would need to do. Yeah. I've done it a hundred times yeah. with ropes, never had a slip up. Yeah. So on you know, number 101, yeah. it's going to go fine. I don't need the ropes, right? <laughs> so he does. And even though, you know. Uh, you, I'll still get it. Can I put a trampoline down? I can't believe you've seen that movie, dude. You've got to see that movie. I it's one of my we'll favorite watch, things watch tonight, maybe. I've ever seen. Is it on dude. Netflix or something? Probably. Okay. Yeah. Free Soul Alex Hanold. Okay. Honold. Alex Honold is his name. He's definitely like on the spectrum. Sure. Uh, because I think you have well, to Well, the, the fun thing about a spectrum is we're all on it. Yeah. That's exactly right. He's somewhere on the spectrum. <laughs> we're, we're, we're there. I guess you're right. That's not really, I didn't really say anything about him, did I? Because we're all I there. mean, we know what you mean, but I just yeah. like to be specific with words, you know? You know, he gets done. Because I think that has a negative connotation, just being like, well, he's on the spectrum. Yeah. It's like, hey, we're all a little goofy and... Uh... Well, he just gets done and he sits on the top and he kind of has his like half smile and he just goes, I'm delighted. <laughs> I'm just like... That's an interesting thing to say yeah. when you just accomplished the most amazing feat of human, you know, uh, athleticism mm-hmm. ever with the stakes not possible being higher, right. right? Any mess up, fraction of a mess up, death is the consequence. Crazy, crazy thing to to, to do. Uh, then he was on Rogan. He talked on. He's been on tons of podcasts, so he talks about it a lot, and he's he's cool. But the way he memorized the route, it reminds me of a way the comics that comics. Like construct some of them, sentences yeah. Yeah. and pauses. It's and all word, I mean, word when choice. I tell that joke. It's the same way every time. I'm trying to. Yeah. That's how I do it. A lot of people disagree, or or you know, maybe it's a lazy thing. But yeah. uh, to me, the I've always been obsessed with the wordplay. You know. Yeah. And one, I love rap music because it's all wordplay. You yeah. know, I really like, and I love their ability to talk about life and their you know their feelings like you know you know what's um you know in a funny way like sometimes you feel like um it sounds so stupid but you're like people say it all the time like this musician raised me more than my parents did oh yeah yeah okay because you feel like some things you can't talk to your parents about or they just for whatever reason 
it never comes up or mm-hmm. it ne- you know but they but then in the same way that like I think Nikki Glaser even, even though she's doing sex jokes there I've learned some things from her you know what I mean cuz you can't just ask girls like hey when I'm fingering Se- you sexually yeah, yeah, or comedically yeah. well b- both okay. but uh, <laughs> yeah. she's a great comedian also yeah she is yeah but I think sometimes when you talk about like a woman's emotion or her side of view or like those yeah. things are important and like when she's talking about her perspective on a blowjob, you're kind of like, oh, yeah, I never really thought about it. <laughs> I'll pay attention yeah, to this. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, oh, it's go, go on. Yeah. yeah. So I think uh, I think, I think it's all cool. And, I, I, you know, the same way that he's scaling a mountain, I mean, this it's, the, it's, it's yeah. in a much less dangerous sense. But, um, you know, I'm, especially now because right. I can't get on stage really and practice. Or I can't test it, you know, really. So, uh, so let me ask you: Are they doing? Are these clubs doing open mics? Or are they only doing like headline? Because I know some clubs are still yeah. having like headliners yeah. come in, and yeah. and they're I still mean, having Washington, comedy. Washington, it's banned. Just no entertainment allowed at all. So, like Washington, there's no open mic. There's no. I get booked for like a barnyard show here and there. Yeah, and like that's kind of fun, but it's also like it's ten people, fifteen people. Just hanging out, and it's fine. It's like you get enough laughter to, to tell if a joke's working, and yeah. it's fine. And yeah. I and I, a interesting thing is that I started at a club that was failing, so I was on stage to twelve people every night anyway when I started. Mm. So it's a little bit like Bane, where I'm like, "Oh, you think darkness is your out? <laughs> I was born in it. <laughs> I was molded by crowds of twelve people. You can't hurt my feelings." Uh. So a little bit of that. And the style that I do comedy purposefully is conversational because I've because I've been molded by watching certain comedians bomb. Yeah. When you're trying to exaggerate a punchline, I have a friend that's uh, he quit comedy, but uh, we don't even really talk anymore. But he uh, he he had the idea to like pull his pants down for a joke one time, and it just like, and you can see like the thought process of like, oh, I'm doing a joke about pulling my pants down what if i actually just pull my pants down that'd be funny yeah but then just having it bomb so bad so immediately <laughs> that like he's not even finishing the bit and he's going like oh fuck you know what i mean <laughs> now, and he's just now like, i feel stupid yeah, exactly. and i'm not wearing exactly pants. exactly <laughs> just terrible. And so it was just like i kind of made a thing where i was like i never want them to know that i like just attempted a punchline i want to kind of make them just seem like Hey, here's a funny thing. Uh, yeah, you're that good way, at that. if they don't laugh, they're not like, "Ooh, that one bombed pretty bad." <laughs> you know, like a magician yeah. being like, "Ta-da!" And then the rabbit's not there, and you're like, "Oh fuck!" Yeah. And so, because sometimes I mess it up, you know, the the way the words are constructed or something like that, you know. Yeah the uh, the two occasions where I've attempted stand up. Yeah. I, I <laughs> you're already smiling. You're like, I love it. Let's see this train wreck. Yeah. It was a train wreck because I've always thought myself uh, conversationally funny. Mm-hmm. Like I I can carry on a conversation. I I was a you know a cut up in sure. in class. Okay. But not really. Never really sat down. I'm like. Here's my funniest joke. Sure. Here's my next funniest joke. Yeah. Here's how I'm going to tell this joke. So I was like, oh, here's some funny things. Here's some funny stories. And I tried to get up and tell them. I, th- I got some laughs. Sure. And it felt great. Yeah. And there were times where I was like, I think I was supposed to get a laugh there, guys. Yeah, yeah. And where's the, where are you guys at on <laughs> yeah, that? Where, yeah, yeah. This was the funny part. Yeah, yeah. So anyway. And then sometimes they laugh in a completely different spot that you didn't isn't expect. That, and you're that like, weird? oh, that's the fun part. Yeah. Because you're... 
it's a conversation with their laughter in a way. You just have to fill in both sides of the conversation because you have to create them. They're conversing in their mind. They're going like, well, that sounds real Craigslisty to me. And then you say it and then they go, oh, that's ex- that is exactly what I was thinking. And that's why that joke gets a laugh. Yeah. You know and I mean? Craigslisty is the word where you're like, <laughs> yeah, that sounds real Craigslisty. And they go, oh, yeah, yeah. that adds up. Uh, one so one time growing up, I had an older brother who was funny, and he had a friend who was also funny. And, I can't believe uh, you killed your brother, right? Uh, <laughs> and I noticed one time someone asked them like, "How are you doing?" And the friend said the phrase, "I'm just happy to be here." Yeah. And everyone started laughing, mm-hmm. and I don't I didn't understand it, but I was like, huh. So whenever I went around, like it was like high school or something, yeah. like middle school, I would say, um, uh, you know, in high school, they'd like to like, have you, like introduce like who you are, say something about yourself. Sure. You're like, hey, I'm Brady Smith, and I'm just happy to be here. Yeah, yeah. And everyone would always laugh. <laughs> and I never understood. Like, to me, it wasn't funny. Yeah. But everyone always laughed yeah. when I said it, so I always said it. People are constantly, this is kind of what's going on, is people are constantly guessing the next words you're about to say if they're listening oh, intensely. Yeah. You're constantly just filling in the sentence for the person. So sometimes when you say something that's so out of left field, that's an element of surprise. That gets a little chuckle. That gets a little chuckle, you know. Yeah. They just go, "Oh, I didn't see that." We talk about it in our comedy class, it's a step below fear. The 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 actual reaction in your brain is the same. It's like a close cousin of being scared because there's all this tension. It's like you're we use the analogy of backing down a dark alley. Yeah. And you bump into someone and you turn around, oh, it's your friend. Ha 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 ha. And so you're bringing them to the edge, but you need their trust to be like, then you make him feel safe. He's going to be, he's not going to take. That's why sometimes they go, oh, dead baby joke. And I go, I'm just being a dummy. Just, yeah. You know, it's a hypothetical dead baby joke or whatever I said in the, in the bit. But, uh, but yeah, so like, now there's all sorts of things that go into that, but you know, building tension and and the release of tension. But it's, you know, I sometimes think about the analogy I use that I've never really explained to anybody, but it like almost like a slot machine for yeah. my words. Like as the sentence is going, I know that last wheel is spinning, and I've just got to say something that's absurd to get a laugh. You know, that's true, because sometimes I'm watching comics. Because if you go seven, seven, eight, or whatever. Right. That's the equivalent of what you're doing with your words. They're going, oh, seven, seven, oh, eight. Yeah. Oh, Oh, he got me. (laughs) That's true. Sometimes I'll be listening to, like, so I have met enough comedians, and I feel like, I feel like uh, in a different life, I could have definitely chosen that route. I think you could, I mean, you're certainly... Even conversationally funny and, and aware Thank enough you. to, um, I mean, like the moon landing bit could be a great premise if you ever got into it again. I think what? you're. I'm I sorry, think everybody. I'm sorry. What moon landing bit? Yeah, yeah. yeah. What, what are you talking about? You know, the goofy thing you do that uh, it's oh, all fake. Oh, the joke I tell. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's yeah. actually the way I feel inside. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's that's a good one. I mean, that's what jokes are. Is like yeah, totally. That was a bit convincing guys. people that you're right. You know. Right. <laughs> yeah, making salient points along the way. A I mean, little bit. I mean. Yeah. 
Yeah, right in that line. But anyway, in a different life, I think I could have definitely uh, pursued. Sure, sure. I mean, that. it's not going to be your career, probably. Yeah. But but so definitely. But I know a lot of comedians, and when I when I so now I think when I watch com- comedy, I watch comedy kind of differently. Yeah. I I kind of like the creative process of like I like the joke, mm-hmm. but I'm actually kind of interested also <laughs> in like where where did he like how do you come up with that? How yeah. did he get from A to B yeah. to C? Where do you even how do you even think of A? Sure. And then when you get to A. How do you think of C, D, and E, and then all of a sudden you bring it back to A again, and you start thinking like, "There's a really cool it's a process. There's a really cool yeah. structure. It's yeah. kind of like poetic, I guess, yeah. a little in a little way." I same same way with like rap music and like you mm-hmm. know the way they put words. It's so cool sometimes. Right. I wish I was a rapper. Sometimes I'm like, they get all the bitches and the money, and the- <laughs> they get plenty of bitches and money. That's and, true. Um, and you know, respect. Uh, <laughs> Definitely. But. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so I don't know. I think, uh, you know, a bit is like, a lot of it, again, I go back to like a journalism class I had in seventh grade where the teacher was like, when you're telling a story, ask yourself who, what, when, where, why, and how. And you're like, oh, okay. So then I, if I'm going like, okay, who is this about or why do I feel this way or like, why am I talking about it? Why did this person do that? Why, you know, whatever's going on. You can kind of... Again, I I think of it as a conversation with an audience. I'm going, what questions do they have if I say, hey, I'm allowed to live by a school or whatever. I, you know, hey, I live by a school. They're probably going like, okay, why do you? And I go, I'm allowed to live by a school. Oh, okay, that's important. <laughs> we didn't even see that coming. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. So like, oh, I um, uh, just discovered hiking or whatever, you know? Yeah. What better if you're depression than to be alone in the woods for several hours by yourself, you know? That's just a little misdirection, and go- they're yeah. going like, eh, it is a little silly that that is an enjoyable activity, you know? Yeah. And yeah. then it's just like, I one day was going, my friend used to have a dumb joke about bears that was like, if a polar bear, you give him a Coca-Cola or something, you know? But then I thought, with all this nonsense going on of like, I just thought I was on a hike and I was going, what if it's I, what if I don't see color? You know, what if it's a brown bear, you do one thing, but if a black bear, what, what I don't see color, you know, and that's such an unexpected, yeah. but it's also a trope that is familiar enough that they're going like, oh, this dumbass, you know, and then they're realizing like, hopefully they're going like, that is a silly sentence to even say out loud or whatever. Yeah. I don't think a lot of people, well, I don't know. You think a lot of people listening to comedy like are really dissecting it? I think maybe later, but I also don't know. Yeah. I mean, I, all I know is how I watch it. Yeah, but you watch it differently than most. Absolutely. I mean, you are like... You're, Some people just go... You're learning. You're great. a student. Yeah. You're, you're like, you know, you're watching the greats or whatever. The same way that like... Or uh, you're watching... You're yeah. you're like, you're trying to find out like, even if someone's bombing, you're like, yeah. I know why you're bombing. Yeah. I'm, I'm figuring Sometimes, that out. Yeah. I'm figuring that out. Or I'm you're, trying you're, to. You're asking the question, yeah, why are you bombing to. right yeah, now? Yeah. Oh, this is why. Your premise is good. Especially if, like, I'm going up next, you know? I'm trying to read this audience and go, what are they laughing? Are they just laughing at anything that resembles a joke? That's good news for me. Let me ask you this, dude. Do Does it matter if there's a lineup, if the person in front of you bombs or kills? I'd rather them kill. Because it's a war- people are already in the laughing mood. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, like, then you know it's your fault, I guess, you know. Because <laughs> I always felt like, I hear comedians talk about that a lot, and I'm just like, part, and probably just, I'm probably just being naive. It's a little bit, Maybe like, a little ignorant. Maybe taking the handoff is, like, easier if it's not fumbled, if a football analogy, maybe. 
there's definitely like if I'm in the laughy mood, I'm in the laughy mood. Yeah. You know. But there's also a little pressure. It, I'll tell you what is the best feeling on world when everyone's bombing and then you just go up and kill and you're yeah, like, you I got the, this. You save the day. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Com- that's my favorite comment after a show is like, especially if I agree. Yeah. You know, like you save that. Dude. They go, you save that show. That ship was sinking. And I go, oh, and thank you. Around. I'm glad I did a show in, uh, you know, maybe Austin yeah. and uh, God bless the two people. But, you know, that was and I, it, I'm not on stage going like. I'm killing. I'm going like I'm surviving this, and then I get off stage and people are like, "You saved that show." And I go, "Oh, yeah. thank you." If that was the barrier for, for killing, then I met that tonight. That's good. You think there's situations where comics don't know they bombed, or you know? I mean, a bomb. I mean, obviously, laughter is the laughter is the currency. You're there is deceptive. You do got to watch the tape. The tape doesn't lie. Yeah. It's deceptive. There are, t- there are definitely times where you get off stage going, that was perfect, and every word was on point, yeah. and I nailed it, and then you go, ah, they didn't laugh here. Or, or you know, I mean, think about it, too. Is it, It's a 45-minute set for me. So I'm talking for 45 minutes straight, and then I've got to get off stage... And everyone's trying to buy, line up, and get a T-shirt or a selfie or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that's my time when I want to be like, what just happened? And how do I fix whatever went wrong? But meanwhile, I've got 20 minutes of, oh, good, yeah, selfie time. To and, you forget know. what you need to work So yeah. sometimes you can forget. And sometimes you, if you're getting good, you can make kind of mental notes and go, like, in the middle of the show, you can go like, eh. Usually for me, I need to kind of sleep on it. It's usually as I lay you down. I call it my hamster wheel, like... It's constantly going, but I'm not really thinking about it. Yeah. And then sometimes I lay down, and the hamster is like, "Hey, we got a bunch of ideas." <laughs> and you're like, "Ah, oh, fuck! I was trying to go to sleep now." But yeah. Um. But you know, I would say there is plenty of delusion. Yeah. I mean, when I did this at the beginning of the quarantine, there was like this um, roast battle contest I was in, and a really funny, silly thing was this comic that was not necessarily part of any scene I'm familiar with, but lived in Seattle. And uh, I'd never met him or spoken to him, or we weren't even friends on Facebook. Okay. And uh, he he just took offense that he was not chosen to represent Seattle in the Helium Comedy Club contest. Okay. Because what Helium did is called their friends at the Tacoma Comedy Club and said, who are the best comics in Seattle? And they gave him a couple names, and they picked they picked me and, uh, and a gal, Monica Nevy. And uh, this guy was an open micer and never impressed anybody anywhere, so he was not on anybody's radar. Okay. And so he made this big post about, like, oh, I can't believe Andrew Rivers sucks, and uh, it's just because <laughs> his dad is famous, and blah, blah, Monica's okay, but uh, Andrew is like a Chris D'Elia without talent or something like that. And I was like, well, that's pretty bad. And that was before he was like, you know, <laughs> trying to hitting on 16, yeah. 16 year olds or whatever. Yeah. But then, but then you go, so then I look, look at this guy's Facebook page and I'm an empath and I try to empathize, forgive people who don't deserve it. Sure. You know, and I go like, like what else is going on in your life yeah. that makes you lash out? And I out also like get it because I remember being three years into comedy and being like, I'm better than this guy on the Tonight Show, and it's like let's just calm your tits. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, yeah. Even if you were, you haven't impressed anybody enough to even be considered. So like, go fuck yourself. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, 
you're telling me you're the best comic in Seattle, but no one has heard of you, and you don't make a living at it, and you don't get paid, and you don't... But so right, I'm, like, scrolling right. through his whole feed, and it's all just depressing, like, oh, I wish, uh, you know, that girl, or, you know, whatever it was. And so I'm going, like, ah, oh, uh, he's just a bummed-out kid that's... uh. He's not mad at me. He's mad at himself, but he doesn't have the wherewithal to really. Yeah. And so I lift. I literally, and so many people were like, "You know, you're such a good person." I'm gonna get real Trumpy here. So many people called me and said, "You're so nice to that kid," because <laughs> <laughs> I left him a comment like, "Hey, man, I remember being passed over for things I thought I deserved, and uh, yeah. I hope it fuels you to uh, to whatever." And uh, and then we got, we ended up. We were like at one point we were like six and zero. Oh. We ended up getting second place in this thing, by the way. So it really, it also motivated me to be like, oh fuck, I don't want to let this little open micer, <laughs> you know, I don't want to give him a reason to talk shit. Yeah, you know yeah, you want to, you want to go out there, uh, slay oh, it. Yeah, if I do a good job, Represent. I get to post again and be like, hey man, we're six and zero. Oh, so uh, yeah, so you're doing something right. Yeah, so uh, I think I was like, hey man, if you have any jokes you want to help submit or you know, not that I would, not that. Anyway, yeah. the point is, I was trying to kill. You're nice him. to him. Yeah, I'm a good, I'm a good, good person. Yeah, that's uh, that's interesting because I would think like along the career in comedy, no matter what tier of success you're at, you're always going to see someone who got chosen. Yes. Instead of you, that you I think you're with better than Christopher right? Titus, who arguably a spectacular comedian, one of the one of the greats there, and uh, and he's sitting there going like. He goes, you listen to Bill Burr's podcast, but not mine? And I'm like, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. And he's like, what What? What makes his podcast so much better? I mean, yeah. you know, like, I was opening for him at a theater in Tacoma, and there was only 400 people there, and it seats like 800 or 700 or something like that. It was a slow night for him. Yeah. And so before I'm going out, he's going, hey, man, I know it's not a big crowd tonight, but just, you gotta just... Uh, you know, he's trying to give me a pep talk because he thinks I'm about to be like, because he's disappointed. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because yeah. he's going, oh, there's only 400 people here. But you're like, this is more people yeah, than Yeah, and I'm like, this is more than I get to perform to regularly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, like, fuck off. Yeah, I'll take it. <laughs> and I said that to him. I go, like, no, this is more people than I ever usually perform to. So, you know, and then he had to check himself and be like, Oh yeah, that's actually pretty cool. That's the way it used to be for everybody yeah. at some point. But if yeah. you know, he's going Bill Burr's selling out ten thousand tickets and I'm only selling out one thousand, you know, there's all Kevin Hart is in movies and not necessarily a lot of people's favorite, but uh but he's probably close to a billionaire at this point. So Right. Yeah. And he sells out any arena. He'll sell 15,000 tickets. Yeah, any arena he wants to go to, he's he'll sell it out. And, you know, he gets to do a Netflix special from his living room. Like, yeah. you know, at a certain point, you just got to let go of it and say, it's me versus me, not me versus everybody. Yeah. It's you beating your own, you know, again, in life, even going back to, like, politics and going back to, like, they don't give a fuck about us. It is you. Oh, who politicians? Yeah, yeah, you're right. So it's like, yeah, picking a side. Seems I wish aggressive. more people knew that. Yeah, I yeah, wish yeah. more people felt they they like because you these people go to bat. You got people. I mean, Trump Trumpers yeah. go to bat for Trump. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, you just went to bat for Joe Jorgensen. Yeah. Obviously, <laughs> hey, and, baby, call me. Right. <laughs> right. I'll give her. I'll give her my bat. But the truth is, Louisville like, the, the truth is, 
your your vote is a currency to them and that's your value they don't actually care about your life they don't actually they're not coming to save you you have to do that there's you have to do your, you have to do it yourself when so, they're going when they're going when the, when like kamala's visiting jacob blake in a hospital yeah and he, this is the guy who got shot in wisconsin by some cops and uh you know had some interesting history yeah <laughs> and and it's like and then it's like we're judging everything off a 30 second video and the, the politicians know they're like this is not this is all an act right and the, it's, I, uh, even if you're even if your intentions are pure, I don't think that's the guy you want to necessarily make a martyr for your movement, you know? Right. It's all WWE. Yeah. It's it. Oh, yeah. It's Trump a, is just the first guy to admit it. You yeah. know what I mean? It's Brutus the Barber Beefcake against Ricky the Steamboat Dragon, <laughs> yeah. dude. It, and, and, so they're coming at, oh, he's such a hero. And you and got he, villains. Yeah. And you have heroes. God. And then you have people who are kind of, you don't know what they are, but there's something. And there's very few that aren't just complete actors. I was um I agree with that 100%. I was 100%. supposed to be on a TV show. Um I was on this it was going to be it was Bring the Funny. It was a TV show that came out last summer, I think, and uh I spent 3 months with producers. I signed all these contracts like it was official. Oh, wow. I'd like Oh, I think I remember you posting about this. Maybe I kind of talked about it on stage for a little bit, but then the bit never really turned yeah. out. Yeah. So I went I like I was, like, driving down to L.A., and it was, like, the day before the call day. Yeah. And I was like, I haven't heard from anybody in a couple of days. That seems a little odd, but maybe they took the weekend off or... Mm-hmm. I mean, you're ramping up for a TV show. You think you... Yeah, excited. ...call somebody and uh, whatever. It turns out they just cut me from the roster, but they, like, never called me and said, hey, we decided to not put you on the TV show. So I'm, like, in Sacramento getting a phone call. Like, I left a message for the producer, like, hey, I'll be in town tomorrow. Let me know uh, what the address is or the call time. Mm. Um, you guys said you have a hotel for me, but I can stay with a friend if not, whatever. I'm trying to be, like, super... Accommodating. Yeah. Yeah. And then, like, no you know, no answer. And then, like, ten minutes later, my manager calls me, and I'm like, oh, well, I know what this is going to be. <laughs> you know? Just I had that feeling. And yeah. then they're like, we don't know what's going on. And then for months, like, no one even called. Like, you can't call me and be like, hey, we're sorry. Yeah, that sucks. Or, like, anything. That sucks. And I canceled, uh, you know, I canceled two months' worth of gigs because I thought, like, well, it's a competition. I may get kicked off after week one, but I want to just be, I don't want these clubs to hate me, so I better cancel in advance and not yeah. say, hey, I just found out I'm advancing on last comic standing thing or whatever. Yeah. And so then I didn't get any of those gigs back. And one was a club I had never worked before, and I'd been emailing him for five years, and he finally gave me a gig, and then I had to cancel because I was like, I'm going to be on TV, fuck you. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, he's like, hey, what happened to your television gig? No, I'm not booking you because you canceled or whatever. Yeah. And he's also canceled on me twice, but it does it's even. It doesn't matter. Yeah. So then it's like I ended up meeting... I ended up getting like a Tonight Show audition kind of thing, like a showcase for, oh, okay. um, for the Tonight Show. And uh, the guy who books the Tonight Show was the guy who originally booked me for this TV show, NBC, same network. He was helping him out. He knew some comics. He knew managers, whatever. My manager showed him my video. He goes, he's great. Put him on. Let's put him on. Bring the funny. It's a little stepping stone. Maybe we can work him up to whatever. Yeah. Great. So this whole nine months, I'm, like, holding a grudge against this guy. I'm going, this motherfucker, uh, you know, it's probably 
So, so like, whatever. The show comes out, it sucks. All the There's comics on there that I'm going, you booked this piece of shit, but I'm not on there. You know, again. Yeah, yeah that whole thing. Oh, fucking awful. Yeah. And then I, I'm going to the Tonight Show audition or whatever. They call me with, like, a week notice, and they're like, hey, you want to come audition? I'm like, oh, thank God I'm available. Sit down, like, had a great set. You know, there's a little tension for me because I'm like, this motherfucker canceled me from my stardom and I'm going to show him what he missed out on, you yeah. know? And uh, and uh, I'd just done the Seattle competition, so I was like, I had my fire five minutes. I was like, I'm ready to go. I'm cooked. Mm-hmm. I'm in the zone. Had a great set. I'm standing there with my manager. He's like, this, this is my guy, you know? He's all proud, like a like he had anything to do with anything. And so, uh, you know, all these people are going, good, good set. And he's like, that's my client. That's my guy. Yeah. And, uh... So then we're just hanging out, having beers, and I'm having beer with the guy who books the Tonight Show, and I, you know, I have this book that I have like signatures, and I'm like, "Hey, would you sign the thing?" And he's like, oh, "I think we should wait till we work together." And I'm like, "Well, yeah, had a chance, or I something slipped out sarcastically that I didn't even mean to really say." Yeah. But I, you know, I hated him, so because in my mind he was like, and he was like, "What?" And I was like, "Oh, I was." Um, I was supposed to be on Bring the Funny, but you guys kicked me off before it got started or whatever. And he's like, oh, man, that show was a disaster. I quit two days in. They, uh. wouldn't, they wouldn't listen to me. And that they, I told them the show was going to be awful. And I just, I I lost a $20,000 bonus because I was like, I don't even want my name on this piece of shit. I don't even want to be. Yeah. And so now I'm like, there's a whole world going on that I have no idea about. Right. Yeah. Like he's his job isn't to make me famous. Like fuck you. Yeah. You know what I mean. Yeah. Like uh, you know, cut him some slack and um. Yeah. I mean, he's that's still good a perspective, dick, but, dude. Uh, that's that's perspective that that you're you're uh you're I open mic. Waste all this time being angry about. Yeah, your open mic buddy. Sure. Uh, doesn't understand that. Sure. So. So you know, it's there's got I feel there's that some self awareness, but I not. feel that way in dentistry because I look at like. Like I feel famous dentists. Like there are. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. But I feel like, you know, when you're talking about okay, so listen, so I run Halo Dental, which is this charity group, right? Mm -hmm. This charity that we you know we Because you're an angel. Right. Exactly. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you for acknowledging that. But no, we do something that I feel like this is one hundred percent the best thing I've ever done. The I'm so proud of it. It has a hundred percent genuine intentions. Like, we just want to find dentists who want to help people out, right? Yeah. Make a difference yeah. using our skills and talents and the little niche that we have and make a difference for people that we can. And I always wonder, why don't I have half a million followers? Why don't I have a million followers? Absolutely. Why Why is it that I can post this transformative, you know, this transformation video of taking this person from zero to hero, yeah. right? And doing it for free and... That gets a thousand views, but a stupid meme right. gets four thousand views. And I'm like, yeah. I put ten seconds into that yeah, thing, yeah, yeah, and I made a meme, yeah. And I put four months sure. into this person's journey, yeah. and it gets nothing. Sure. And it's so aggravating because I'm like, what is wrong with humans? Why are why do people not see this and like share it with everyone they know? Sure. And you know we work so hard on that, but it's like, you know. People like memes. Yeah. That's what they like. They they want the memes sometimes, you know? Sometimes it's like uh, the context of how someone is viewing your page is also 
Yeah. They're scrolling through their crushes Instagram and they're mm-hmm. going, you know, they're looking at tits and ass and you know, <laughs> are they ready for like this guy's an angel and uh, right. you know, I don't know. I mean, I agree with you. I think you should have way more, I think your show should be way more popular and Well, uh, I read a book that really gave me some perspective called Hate Inc. I also think you could have I think that the episodes could be edited, you know, a little better. Maybe, maybe. I'll get you to help write. Sure. For me. Okay. Help me. Uh, help me. Help me. I'm department, down for dude. the cause. Um, so I read a book called Hate Inc. by I think his name is Matt Taby. I think. Um, really interesting because he makes a, a point where he's like, um, do you know why people like the O.J. Simpson trial so much, or the Casey Anthony, you know, the Gives woman? Gives him someone to hate, maybe. Well, or, it makes you feel better. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm not a shit. I'm not. I I thought I was a shitty mom. Right. But Casey Anthony's a really shitty yeah, mom because yeah, yeah. she killed her. I'm doing her. great. So I'm like, I'm not, you know. <laughs> I'm you just, just having a beer to take the edge off a hard morning. You see O.J. Simpson, you're like, well, I'm a pretty good husband yeah. if that's my comparison, sure. right? So it, you see that stuff and people, people are drawn to lowering their standards because it makes you a little bit better, right? Yeah. So then they see, and he says. It's a high school bully mentality. You, you see someone doing like tremendously like, uh, you know, uh, selfless things. And it actually has the reverse effect. People actually don't want to see that mm-hmm. because they're not as, it makes them feel like they should be doing more. People in, innately don't want to feel that way. Mm-hmm. So I gained some perspective on that. Cause I'm like, that makes a lot of sense. I understand now why my memes get more views than, uh, you know, my, the things I put, I'm still going to put the work into that because sure. I feel like that's what I love to do. That's but also in the long run better for you anyway. Right. And it's like I'm not there for the followers. The sure. followers are there because I can get more dentists involved if I have a better social media platform. Right, right. Dentists want to get promoted on a social media platform. So if I have a half a million, view, you know, if I can say I got a million engaged followers, then I'd be like, now you can join my network, do a case for free, and I'll highlight you on that. Mm-hmm. And boom, we get more people help. It's way easier. So, you know, we kind of need that to, you know, parlay into something bigger that we want. So... Uh, but it allows some perspective. What's that? Good app. Uh, yeah, exactly right. Parlay. Parlay on parlor. On parlor, you can parlay. That's how it works. Yeah, yeah. That's a direct message. Is a parlay, I think, or is that? Uh, no, it's a tweet. A tweet is analogous to the parlay. Okay. You can. Oh, a parlay is a uh, just a tweet. Okay. I think so. That makes sense. I think so. I spent five minutes on the app. Emily so, and Perry. Yeah. This is a big controversy, I guess. Hey, before I forget, okay. I want to do a secret word. So every every week we oh, yeah. do a we do a secret word you where give we give out free dentistry. Five hundred bucks of free dental work. Um uh we don't do it to the first person anymore. Oh, okay. We because they just try and skip through and uh yeah. So we pick the I think I usually pick the fifth person. Okay. Which means you don't have any control over sure, sure. who you just you know, when you send it in, send it in. Uh, but I always oh I didn't get it within five minutes of it coming out yeah, yeah yeah and then I also feel like people who don't get it if they didn't get it they don't try anymore well like if it's like the second day if, so we we release on Friday if we release on Saturday then people are like well I missed it on Friday so I'm not gonna listen to the episode right right and I still want them to listen to the episode because right. they might be the fifth still sure so anyways uh, can you think of You've a word got six do you listeners. want a word do you want to be uh, the pickle 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 Okay. Oh, because of the uh, baseball Port- team. Portland Pickles. The Portland Pickles. Okay, the, the word only, is pickle. Uh, they're the only uh, wood bat uh, minor league team. Uh, they only use wooden bats? Yeah. Well, Antifa stole all their metal ones. So. <laughs> Jeez. 
Those guys. Oh, God, Antifa. Those, those rascals. Oh, you guys. They're rascals out there. Yeah, they put me on their... Um, you should team up with them maybe somehow, but uh, they're... Um, uh, um, there's someone who does a podcast, Jeremiah Coughlin. Do you know oh, him? Oh, yeah, yeah. He just got put on their team. Yeah, when I started Drilled Podcast, he was one of the first people I talked to about uh, possibly collaborating. Yeah. He wasn't interested. Okay. But, uh, <laughs> but That's all right. I, I was getting a lot of, like, recommendations of other comedians. I was like, I like to work with comedians. And uh, I know he does this pickle, uh, uh, Portland Pickles podcast. Oh, I didn't know he Anyways, did the podcast. Someone does that. I think he does that. Or he has well, some. He kinda, just got. He has some relationship with him. Well, they're doing a uh, funny dude. like a team. They're doing like an a, a all comedy team. Yeah. And uh, they announced that you know they give you a hat and a fake contract and they oh. make a fun video with you and oh, cool. I got they like we did a thing over Zoom. They. <laughs> They, like, forgot to—they had someone else booked, and then they were like, hey, we can't get a hold of these people. Can we just do a quick Zoom call with you? And I was like, oh, yeah, sure. We could think of some funny stuff. And they're like, we don't have time. Just fucking— Just do it. So we, like, riffed a thing where I was, like, smoking a joint, and then I was like, oh, I didn't know this was on. <laughs> and then they ended up cutting that because they were like, oh, we don't want marijuana drug, drug references. And, you know, it's legal. Yeah, it's fine. But then they—but anyway, they put me on the left bench, and uh, so I threatened their mascot. I was going to make a, a sandwich out of him, but... Uh, oh, that's good. I like that. That's but But, uh, yeah, I don't know. They're cool people. John Ryan, the Seahawks, old Seahawks punter, he's a, a owner of the team, so... Is that how you know him? Yeah, yeah. I've seen you have some... Uh, you have well, some... I met him through Sarah Colonna, who's his wife. She's okay. a funny comedian. And oh, I didn't know And she used to be that. on Chelsea Lately and stuff like that. Oh. She's hilarious. Cool. So she met him. They were dating for a while. And uh, I just got to open for her on a gig, and it happened to be off season, so he was traveling with her. Cool. So he was just—he's just like a purse husband that likes hanging out. And, yeah. And and um. And he only has to work like about uh five minutes per game. Yeah, yeah. It's, well, depending on the season, for sure. Yeah. Um. Hopefully, he's not punting a lot. Yeah, he's in. I think he took this year off. He was in the CFL the last year or two because. Oh, was he? He got cut from the Seahawks when they drafted a new guy. You know, you get expensive, and the the more tenure you have in the league, the more they owe you. Yeah. And so they're like, we can get the same production or a little bit less out of this guy for $4 million cheaper. Yeah, makes sense. Okay, so before I forget, okay. uh, email the word pickle, pickle to drilledpodcast at gmail.com. Fifth person who brings that in uh, is going to get $500 of free dental work. Don't forget, if you don't need it yourself, you can donate that Does or gift that. Does it ever go that. unclaimed? No. No. Okay. No, they all go claimed. No. I mean, like, when I started, when I started, there was like, I was like, hey, can't give this away. <laughs> Come <laughs> yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe feel bad sometimes. I'm emailing everybody. I'm. Uh, by the way, it's uh, some random guy might show up on accident, but um, some of my I'm DMing all these random people that have just sent me nonsense for years. You know, they just laugh, react to my thing, and yeah. I go, great, thank you. Yeah. Thanks for laughing at my meme. Yeah. <laughs> and then you send it to my office. Well, no, what, I was copying, pasting a message that was like, hey, uh, my special just came out. It's free on uh, YouTube. I hope you like it. Check it out, please, if you get a second. And uh, and I was then I was copying and pasting your address to get the GPS here. Oh, and then I went back to, like, I stopped at a gas station. I was like, oh, let me bother some people again. Yeah. And so without <coughs> paying too close attention, I just... I copied him. I pasted with, with your my address. Gate, with my gate code? Yeah, not the gate code. Oh, good. You didn't, you didn't give him the gate code. Okay. <laughs> but I pasted your address and hit send before I even looked at it. Yeah. 
And yeah, I, I live like, I live behind a gate, y'all. Yeah. This is it was serious business over here. But, uh, um, but listen, uh, we so far we're safe. I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> but I wrote, do not show up to that guy's house. I don't know where he lives too, so it could okay. be a long drive for him. But listen, I'm I'm ready for anything here. <laughs> you got some guns? I got I guns? got I have I have a gun. Are you gonna drill somebody? <laughs> I have a gun. No, I have a gun. That would scare a burglar more than a. I've got a gun. Oh yeah, I've got a drill. I kind of want to get more guns. Yeah. Um, now. <laughs> oh yeah. Should My I... bomb shelter friend said, I should buy a gun. And if I don't use it in the next six months, then he'll buy it back from me. Oh, he's that worried about the direction of things. Yeah, I don't. He think, said that before the election. I don't too, think so. it's going to creep up to here. I listen. I told you in our little pre-chat. Right. My biggest worry. This is the cities. My biggest worry right now. I think as long as Biden wins, tra- the transfer States, of power yeah. is to Biden. That's going to happen. Yes. That the but the in game, the off the chance, game of yeah. In I mean, the off yeah, chance yeah. that there's some kind of court thing sure. that everyone's been kind of <laughs> hiding or but the media's been like... There is a down- moratorium on evictions, so maybe Trump's just going <laughs> to yeah. you know, stick around. <laughs> if there's any scenario where Trump actually Squatter's gets rights, a, second, a second term... I believe that's that's the linchpin. Yeah, that's it. That's people it. people will lose it. People yeah. won't. Uh, you will have militias, and then militias to protect against the militias, and you'll but, have. I mean, we're form. seeing a little bit of that anyway. Now, right. Yeah. Which is funny. What I love especially is the hypocrisy that's so clear. You know that it's like it's every side is not okay with losing. Oh, they should be. They should just accept the results, and it's like Democrats did not accept the results no. the last four years. We tried no. to go to court. We tried to get mm-hmm. him impeached. We tried to say yep. that uh, Putin manip- put Russia. his hand on the scale, which I was a big fan of that for like a year, and then I was like, this is actually turning out to be kind of bullshit. But, yeah, uh, big nothing burger. Yeah, so yeah. it's a lot of like, both of you guys are so full of shit. I remember Obama was president, and everyone was like, he's Muslim. Uh, yeah, yeah, or, or, or yeah. like he hates America, and sure. that was that was that was the the born in Africa. Yeah, we got his birth certificate. How did this is a funny? I think uh, several people have repeated this sort of line, but like, how do failed politicians get to keep telling us like, like how the game is kind of like how like, uh, um, I'm trying to think of a football analogy. The the um, how is like a failed quarterback? That like never panned out in the NFL. Yeah, one of the guys that's like, well, you know what they should have done is uh, run it on fourth down. I mean, that's obvious play. Well, who, like, who are you talking about? Who's doing? Who are you, who are you drawing? I just analogy mean to? like like uh, Huckabee or, or like oh, okay. any of these guys that it's like you lost. Go he's, he's Al Gore, yeah. anyone, go away. Hillary, go away. We clearly didn't yeah. want to hear what you had to say. Oh, uh, I get a book. And, great. Yeah. Write a book. Go on your late night show. But like also. Fucking, yeah. I also feel like the, the mentality right now is like. You lost. Is like Trump lost. Don't question it. But right. I'm like, well, these were close. I mean, there are laws that allow for recounts. Sure. And I, I can't ever say like. But if this were the other side. If this were Biden filing lawsuits, the yeah. right would not be like, let's give him a chance. Yeah. We won't say that we won. No, we'll keep these states gray. You if, know, the, like, if the if the if the tables, tables turn reverse on any situation, packing the court yeah. on any anything that the right is so oh I can't believe you would do this. And the same with the left, like the oh oh. <laughs> 
like this fake like like uh, clutching your pearls. Yeah, they're like, clutching the pearls. Right. I just can't believe. <laughs> Give me a fucking yeah. break. Have you me. no morals? Yeah. yeah. I mean, no, get, none of them have morals, and they all would. They all would have uh, sell our. You know, that's Bernie was the guy because it was like talk about getting screwed. He actually believes yeah. whether or not you agree with the policy. Yeah. He thinks. He's been the same guy for 40 years. Mm -hmm. There's videos of him in 1980 going, the banks are screwing us. And everyone's like, ah, you old man, go talk to the birds. Yeah. And then Wells Fargo is like, ah, we uh, created a bunch of fake shit. And uh, sorry about that. You know? Yeah. It's Bernie, like, I changed my mind on Bernie when I saw him on, on, on Rogan. Yeah. It, I it's, didn't it's, like that, but it was, I'm glad other people liked it. But it's like, uh, you get three hours with the yeah, guy. Yeah, exactly. That's, it doesn't have to be Rogan. Yeah, yeah. It was just like, what's what? That's what I like about Rogan is like, give me three hours with a person. Just, I lived, I was in a Ben Shapiro on Rogan, and I was like, oh, he's not a horrible guy. Like, right. <laughs> yeah. He's annoying as fuck, and he he certainly plays it up on his show and whatever. Definitely. But like, of course, that's his job. Yeah. And the same way, I tried to like, you know, I posted a thing about. Sometimes I get real. You know, I I should just let things go, but I. Like to troll Facebook a little bit, and yeah. so I posted a thing about the Kyle Rittenhouse thing, and I'm like, yeah, and all these people are texting me and going, I can't believe you would say, and I'm like, will you actually just look at the thing before you tell me I'm an idiot? Like, tell me with your own eyes. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, he still shouldn't have been there in the first. I'm not saying that. I'm saying you guys are acting like he walked into Selma. And everyone was kumbayaing, and he opened fire. And that is clearly not what happened. Right. These yeah. were not a bunch of innocent, praying people. And it's hard to take a it's hard to take a middle of the road stance because you piss off yes. both sides. Yeah. So the if, same way that I love Pod Save America guys, they're great. Yeah. But also they have a job to do. It's and they to have an agenda. The Democrats and they have fun, an agenda you know? for sure. Clear. So agenda. of course they're gonna go. But this is what happened. When you know this is all about the truth. This is the only thing that matters. We've got to find the truth, right? Yeah. Because this is why cities start burning, is because you go, murder, he's a murderer. He murdered them in cold blood. Yeah. And then he's going to get away with, like, a couple gun charges, and that's it. And then that Probably. infuriates. And that's going to be, what? The, I can't believe. The system is broken. Yeah. Because he's white. Maybe. If he were black, he would have been fucked. But, uh, you know. Yeah. But uh, that's a whole other conversation. Yes. But if you don't tell the truth, people are going to be led to believe something different. So uh, it's it's just a... it's an, And yeah. again, we go into like... But neither even, fringe, yeah. neither fringe oh, tells man. the truth. Right. And they're okay with that. Right. Or they're unaware... Maybe they're unaware I that they're know. not... No, they know. They gotta know. You gotta know. You gotta know you're selling, you're selling something. When you're selling something, when, you gotta know I you're mean, selling something. I mean, when Kamala Harris... I keep going back to this because it's so funny to me. It's so apparent. When she was walking out of Jacob Blake's hospital or whatever in Wisconsin, the, and the, and the, I think the media stopped her or something, and they go, what was the message? And she's like, I just um, hope... And, um, yeah, you know, yeah. and it's like, you know, you're putting on a show. It's you're, a pander. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. It's like when Joe Biden went on, uh, the only sub substantial interview he did was with Cardi B. And that's a weird thing to do. Yeah. Is he a fan of Cardi B's music? <laughs> Is it possible that he's, but it's like, you know why you're doing that. 
you know exactly why you're doing sure. that. And I, and I don't think Cardi B knows exactly why he's doing that. I think she feels very important all of a sudden that she's interviewing wonder, the president-elect. She or, seems a little self-aware at times. I mean... Um, well, then she got in a big fight with Candace Owens because Candace yeah, Owens was like, yeah. he's using you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's like... <laughs> No, he is not. Yeah. I am a sophisticated, sure, empowered sure. woman, and I blah blah blah. See that, but, and I am uh, accomplished, and I'm an artist, and that's why. But I'm, also, Candace Owens, you're using this opportunity. Uh, yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly right. <laughs> to advance your agenda. Yeah. Great. Well, and Cardi B has more followers than her, so it's like if I can start a man, if I can start a, I mean, I'll tell you what, I would love to start a online beef with Cardi B. Yeah. I don't care what we argue about. Yeah. If she can start just talking about me, Absolutely. that would be, I'd be, I'd be I got thrilled. in a fight with uh, Jamie Kennedy over Twitter one time. Oh, funny. no kidding. Yeah. Malibu's most wanted, Jamie Kennedy. Yeah, he posted some, um, I don't know, some Louis C.K. joke came out. Okay. And it was after, it was like during one of his secret shows that he was like trying to work his way back after all the stuff happened. And it was some thing about the Parkland kids and it was like, get off the TV or whatever. And I just go like, I just go, I just don't think it's a good joke. <laughs> I just don't think Louie made a good, I respect his right to make the joke about the Parkland kid. Yeah. I respect his right to make a joke about anything. I just don't think it was a good joke. Yeah. And then, but he, you know, he was like, uh, he, he made some joke that was pretty bad. And I just go like, and I think I disagree. I like said something, I don't know. You know, sometimes I say things just. And, and like, he responded to you? Yeah. And he was yeah. like, fuck, fuck you. And I was like, no, no, I just. You're a bad comedian. <laughs> You're bad. Like, I've opened for you. You seem great. But, uh, yeah. And I like, I'm like, also like, uh, and it was funny. He was like, um, this comedy club is the best comedy club in New York. They just retweeted me. You still think it's a bad joke? And I'm like, yeah, I think it's a bad joke. And by the way, my manager runs that comedy club. So, like, yeah. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. Who run, whoever runs their Twitter account. But, yeah. But also, like, <clears throat> they think you'll sell tickets, so they're like, I, you know, it's just I would I love I would love to get in a beef with somebody. Yeah, well, and yeah, with that argument, it's like, yeah, just because they retweet you doesn't mean yeah you're a good comic. You're good, yeah. There's a lot of people who will sell tickets that you, that aren't necessarily sure. good good comics. I think uh, you know everybody's using everybody a little bit. A little bit. Yep. Hey, so I got to wrap things up. Okay. Um, today is my wife's birthday. Oh shoot! All right. And I was given a little window. You should have, um, I, I could have rescheduled, but thanks for making it work. I didn't really re remember. You need to. <laughs> she doesn't listen to the podcast. It's fine. Okay, she, doesn't, she doesn't know. Uh, please don't contact my wife and tell her that I said that. She is the best, though. So just in case. How long have you been married? Uh, 15 years. Shit. It's oh, almost, almost oh done. been in the game since 05. And four kids. Did you know immediately? Did it take a while? Do you are you still not sure? Well, listen, I don't it's know how lovely, familiar um, I don't know how familiar you are with uh, with uh, Mormonism, <laughs> but uh, not uh, intimately. So we are. Uh, was it arranged? Uh, <laughs> no, no, but it's quick. So I think first date to marriage was a year and three months. Which is that's reasonable. Actually, pretty... if you're getting all the right signals along the way, I'm okay with yeah, that. Yeah, we had a we had a small like I would say six week, eight week breakup in there. Came back strong, and I felt really good about it. And uh, you know, I've always wanted to have a family. Sure. And so I knew this, you this got is... indoctrined early. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> yeah, no, but no, I I want that. <laughs> At least I'm told I want that. Uh, no, but so I knew I wanted to start early, and I didn't want to go to dental school. 
I didn't want to leave BYU without like you miss your chance <laughs> with, without like being single. Sure, sure. Because I don't want. I thought like, I'm gonna go to but like. This is the best opportunity you're gonna get to meet a Mormon gal, probably. Yeah, in, and I definitely want to marry a, someone in my in my faith for yeah. sure. So it's gonna be hard to find one in the wild still. Right, especially because I was going to San Francisco. And that would have been tougher. Yeah. And limited choices. So, <laughs> so you hit the buy it now button. Uh, that's right. Anyways. <laughs> Make uh, a deal. Happy birthday to my wife. Happy birthday. Andrew Rivers. Thank you. Thank you for coming on. Uh, how can people find you, uh, Andrew Rivers? Andrew J. Rivers on, that's the at. Yeah. Andrew J. Rivers on whatever. AndrewJRivers.com. Getting on parlor and you're starting your own, you're starting your I'll own. I started parlor just for you so I can follow you. <laughs> You'd be my, my only bomb follower. shelter buddy is on parlor. Oh so, great! That um, sounds exactly like the kind of people that are on parlor. Um, and you got an OnlyFans you just started. I did start a. You know what's Good funny? Job. Um, Good job. I hope you get a lot of subscriptions. I'm getting a lot of like spam bots right now, but um, you tried naked comedy. I there is a thing. I know. Yeah. I know that's a thing. I know it's a thing. I'm not against it. So it would have to be. Uh, it seems like you're not there for the jokes. Yeah. It seems like the jokes take a back seat to the spectacle. I would do it. Would you really? Gosh, that hell's, that hell's I'm not ashamed of anything that's going on, you know? Okay. And, um... Man, that's, that's putting yourself out there. That's vulnerability right there. If you do, it, let me know. I'll would, come by. It would be really funny. It would be a funny show. And I would be so... I would love to show the video. And I would also just like to say I did it. I would... I'm a very... Like, I just do things because I'm can, like... This is gonna make a great in the in one of my favorite books, uh, the artist's way. They say take yourself on writer dates or whatever, which means like just get out of the house and stop yeah. playing Xbox, you fucking idiot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I get that. Listen, if you ever do that, let me know because I'll go in the crowd and I'll say that is larger than the average man, <laughs> and comments like that for you. Oh, I'm sure you'll be joined in by many people saying that. <laughs> That's right. All right. Depending on how warm the theater is. That day. <laughs> That's a big. That's a big thing too. Yeah, All right. I mean, I'm gonna, what, I mean, gonna fluff it before. I mean, like, you know, you should do something. I don't know. You shouldn't go from the cold weather outside. I've to... seen a bunch of people. A bunch of people I know have done it, but I, but no one I know well enough to be like. How, how you should like wear a thong or something. Wear something that's like. I mean, that defeats the whole purpose. Uh, Is everybody naked? Have you been to one of them before? No, I haven't been you to haven't one. Been to I, any I, comedy I, shows really? Just two. what's that? You said you only been to like two shows. Live. I've only performed. Comedy oh, twice. You've never even been to a live. I've show. been to tons of comedy oh, okay, shows. Tons. Of, no, I go to okay. tons of comedy shows. Just not when I'm in town. Just not when you're in town. <laughs> yeah, but I'm going to hit you up, dude. Yeah, no, I love it. Um, okay, we got to wrap things up. Sorry. Thanks for coming. I hope we can do this again anytime. And uh, I wish you luck in all you're doing, dude. I, I I haven't mentioned this, but I do love how you're doing comedy. You're you. being very creative in the way you're getting your material out there, and that's something that like legitimately I love that type of like going against doing things that not everybody is doing. Uh, because comedy is definitely a, uh, this is how you do it. Right. There's a formula which you have to add luck to a little yeah, bit, yeah, yeah. but there's a formula for that. So I really think what you're doing is awesome. Thank Check you. this guy out on YouTube and we'll, we'll see you later. Thanks for coming Appreciate by. It. Later.